0: Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Mark Osorio.
1: And I'm Teresa Arago. We're financial advisors, and if there's one thing we understand, it's that money can be confusing.
0: So get ready, because we're breaking down what you don't know about money today on Talking Sense. So a question that we've been getting a lot of this past year is if homeowners should sell their homes to use the equity for things like buying a new house, paying off previous debt, or mm-hmm. just doing other things with it
1: yeah, I mean, they're like they're thinking that my my value is so much higher. I want to monopolize on this. I want to make sure I get the benefit of this increased value on my home. And I'm not gonna lie. I had that same thought too at one point. And then I remembered how hard it was to find my house in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then you think if you're selling, there's gonna be other things that affect that too. Um, but either way, you have a good understanding to have a good understanding of your home equity will help you make a better decision. So that's what we're going to be talking about today is how to calculate your home equity and what that means for you.
0: Yeah. Actually, I remember that process. You are looking through mm-hmm. many houses. And it took us about
1: 675,000 houses to mm-hmm. find one big enough for my crew.
0: Yeah, I remember that.
1: Yeah. And then we quickly outgrew it as we do. You know, as people <laughs> do. Um, I dread the day I have to pack anything from it to go to a new house because that's when you really find out how much stuff you have. Yeah. So before we get too deep into this, though, we always like to just give you kind of some education and basic understanding. So let's talk about what the definition of home equity is first, Mark.
0: Yeah. So home equity is the difference between the market value of your property and what you owe on that. So if you're thinking about you bought a house, let's say you got it for 200000 and now it's worth 250000 and the note on it is, let's say,
1: 190000
0: now, mm-hmm. well, that would be 250 minus the 190 that you owe. So you would have equity of about sixty thousand dollars.
1: Got it. And if you've got a second mortgage mortgage or a home equity line of credit, those also play into that. So those would have to come off as well. Mm-hmm. A positive number means that your home is worth more than you owe, meaning you have equity in your home, as Mark mentioned. Mm-hmm. A negative number means that you owe more than the value of your home. So you would actually have a negative equity in that environment, which is normal when you first buy a home.
0: And especially if you're buying a home in places that, uh, where the market values are increasing rapidly, right? Mm-hmm. Or if you buy a home and then the market all of a sudden changes like it kind of is right now and where market prices might not be as stable.
1: Yes. So worsening conditions can affect it negatively as well. You know, the quality of your home if you're not taking care of it. So mm-hmm. those are all related to how they determine how much equity you may or may not have. But why does it matter? What is your home equity good for?
0: In the end, the, the main reasons that your home equity is good for, you know, the, the main one really is that buying and having a home has historically been one of the greatest methods the best methods to build wealth mm-hmm. right so that and uh, you know savings through employment investments right but for most Americans home ownership has been the main way to wealth
1: mm-hmm. and that's increasing what we call your net worth mm-hmm. over time um, it can also count as collateral for loans like a home equity line of credit or reverse mortgage. Um, and building credit history. So as you make those payments consistently on time, that helps build your credit history and your, increase your credit score as well.
0: And I, I don't know, did we talk about HELOC and what that is?
1: You know, we didn't. We didn't. Why don't you go into what that is?
0: Yeah. So a HELOC is basically, it's a home equity line of credit, right? So as you build equity in the home, then what the bank uh, can do is it can actually allow you to borrow mm-hmm. money based on the equity that you have, right? So most banks won't allow you to borrow up the full value of the property, mm-hmm. right? So going back to that scenario, if your home is now worth two hundred and fifty, uh, and you've got that sixty thousand dollars worth of equity, then the bank won't really let you borrow that full sixty. You know, they might let you borrow forty or forty-five. Mm-hmm. It just depends on the bank, but it's a tool that you have at your disposal. Uh, it's kind of like a credit card, but you have you know the kind of the asset behind it backing it up.
1: And it usually has a better interest rate than a credit card would have. Yes. And the key though, is if you're gonna take an equity line of credit out on your home, the best use for that is to increase the value of your home. So you don't want to do that to just go you know, on a vacation or something. They'll allow it, but it may not be the best use of those dollars if you're going to do that because you are going to have to pay it back. Mm-hmm. Those interest rates can be variable. Right. So right now may be a tricky time to use that. So just make sure you're using it for the right purposes. So the questions, buy, sell, or stay. That's really what we're talking about here with the the kind of mentality of a lot of people that we're discussing this with and their home values. So how do you know what to do? Well, if you're looking to buy, here are some tips that you can use. Look at comparables. They call them comps. So look at different houses in the area to see if the value of the home you're looking at is comparable comparable to others in the area that yeah. can give you a clue to whether the values are increasing decreasing or if maybe you've got the you're looking at the biggest house in a neighborhood which is usually not where you want to be yeah. right you want to be kind of an average home uh, within the neighborhood that's a great tool for finding that out what are some other things they can do to figure out if they want to buy
0: definitely take interest rates into account right mm-hmm. that would be probably at the top of the list right now with interest rates uh, having risen what about five percent this year so far yes
1: Yes, the amount of home that you could afford is likely lower than what it was a year or two ago. So, mm-hmm. if, you know, the the impact of that interest rate is a lot higher than people realize. Yeah. I know when we bought our house originally, we got like four and a half percent, then interest rates dropped. Mm-hmm. I refinanced it only a year later. Mm-hmm. OK, so it, we hadn't even been in the house that long. I refinanced it, saved us over a hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. And over the course of the loan, it adds up to thousands. Yeah. So you can imagine the increase the other direction. So that same house at a 1% difference would have been $100 a month. Mm-hmm. Imagine a 5% difference. So it would be really important for you to get with your mortgage lender and make sure that you know how much house you can afford not how much they'll approve you for but how much you can actually afford in your budget.
0: Yeah, I would, we were just doing some math here with a few of the other advisors not too long ago and we were talking about how with current interest rates, you know, the the payment that you would have had if you had a $600,000 house just a year ago, that you would have the exact same payment if you had a $380,000 house now.
1: That is crazy. Yeah. Okay? Other things to take into account are down payment expenses and closing fees. With the market being as high demand as it has been recently, people are paying above asking price Mm -hmm. and they're having to pay a lot more closing costs and upfront costs. So be prepared for it. If you're willing to do that and that's important to you, that's fine. But make sure you're ready for it in your budget. Mm -hmm. So that's if you're looking to buy. What if you're looking to sell?
0: So if you're looking to sell, I mean, the biggest question is always, okay, and where are you going to live?
1: That was our problem. Like, I can't even get an apartment and fit my family in it. So right. my first thought was, ooh, we'll just get an apartment. And then I thought, mm, seven people, two bedroom. That's not going to work. We'd have to get two apartments. Right. And then we're paying more than our house payment. So, yes. yeah, you got to know where you're going to land, people.
0: Yeah. And the next question would be, okay, are you buying? Are you looking to buy, and uh, or I'm sorry, are you looking to sell an investment property, right? Mm-hmm. Because if so, then you got to look at things like capital gains tax. Yes. All right. So, so
1: explain how that works, though, because people mm-hmm. may not even know what capital gains tax is, mm-hmm. and if it's not your primary home, it's a different tax situation. So that's important to understand a little more deeper.
0: Yes. So if you do happen to have an investment property, uh, I hope that you know already about what capital gains tax uh, is. Uh, but essentially what it is, is if you have a home that is not your primary home, right, if it's not your primary residence and you're you know, using it for whatever other purpose then it's considered an investment property. And at that point, uh, the, the taxes that you're going to owe on it, if you sell it, are going to be based off of you know, the amount that you end up selling it for and then what you bought it for mm-hmm. right
1: so your original purchase price is is considered your basis what they base that growth amount on so if you mm-hmm. bought the house for 150,000 and you now sell it for 270 which is would be the situation if I sold my old original home that whole difference there is gonna be taxable to you. It's not taxed at income rates. Mm-hmm. Capital gains are better than income tax rates for most people, but it is gonna have a pretty hefty tax bill to it. So make sure you're planning ahead for that with your CPA.
0: Yeah. And that you're not taking into account the full amount of, mm-hmm. you know, what you think your equity is in that property, because again, yeah, you're gonna have a tax bill.
1: Yes. And then understand the fees to sell it. So you're going to have to, if this is your primary home, let's talk about trying to keep that thing clean long enough to get it sold if you have children (laughs) like me. Um, But also, are you going to be paying a realtor? Are you going to be paying someone to come in and take photographs of the home? Make sure you plan ahead for those fees. And then if you're planning to stay, let's talk about some things there too.
0: Yeah. So I would say consider the opportunities where you are, right? Mm -hmm. not, Not just... You know the we like to think about you know the grass being greener on the other side, right? But what if you just stay where you are, right? Like what what is the impetus on wanting to move somewhere else or or just staying right there? So you know one of the things that I think about are things like okay the neighborhood that you're in, right? The the type of schools that are available mm-hmm. within that neighborhood, right? Where where you're gonna move to? You know is that is that gonna make a difference for you? right? Just thinking about what actually is bringing value to your current property uh, versus moving somewhere else.
1: And and there is a process of kind of counting your blessings here. When you have a home, often there are just little things that if you tweaked them, it would feel like a totally different space and mm-hmm. maybe resolve some of the frustrations that you're feeling. Um, I know tons of people who've just redone a bathroom and it's like a whole new space. Mm-hmm. So you do have that equity that you could possibly utilize for something like that if it's in the budget, um, and taking little adjustments to make your house the one you really want. But what does the road ahead look like for people who are considering their equity and trying to understand what to do with that?
0: Yeah. So, you know, kind of like we were talking in our previous episode, there are, uh, you know, some significant indicators that uh, we believe uh, lead us to to think that there could be a coming recession Mm -hmm. not too far from now.
1: Mm-hmm. And what does that mean, though, for this particular aspect of people's financial journeys?
0: As you're looking to to buy a home, right, or purchase a bigger home, right, then the thought is always, so am I going to be able to afford that home mm-hmm. in the long run, mm-hmm. right? Because as recessions, uh, what ha- tends to happen with recession is uh, a lot of job cuts, right? We are already seeing this mainly in the tech sector, right? Mm-hmm. I believe uh, Facebook or Meta just came out. Uh, yesterday saying that they were cutting about eleven thousand jobs. Mm-hmm. I believe Google and Amazon uh, are right there with them as well. Twitter I know is cutting a bunch of jobs as well. This is already something that we 're kind of starting to see we 're not saying that you 're going to lose your job, obviously yeah uh, but but planning
1: when, for the just in cases, making sure you have emergency savings in place mm-hmm. it 's just smart to do that while you 're still in a good position financially,
0: right. And before using all of the home equity in your house to buy mm-hmm. another house, if you are going to do that, then probably the best thing would be not to use all of that home equity and stash some of that away. You know, leave like you some said. wiggle room. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Another reason to maybe consider not moving would be to keep your interest rate where it's at. You know, if you're in a home that has a great interest rate, like I am. Uh, sticking it out for a little while longer might be the best plan because, you know, home prices are so inflated right now anyway, mm-hmm. that staying where you're at may be the best long term plan for you, especially if you've got a great interest rate.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, just thinking about the the interest rates more than doubling over this past year, right, when, when you think about that and what it does to a 30 year mortgage, right, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you're basically going to be ending ending up paying uh, double, Mm -hmm. right, of what the asking price was in just interest alone.
1: And not to be harbingers of doom, because the reality is if you wanna buy a new house this year and you can afford the payment, you can always refinance it later. So don't let that be something that scares you off it just may mean that you get a smaller house than you would have planned for to make sure it fits in your budget. And then later on, you take the time to refinance or move to something larger when interest rates come back down.
0: Mm-hmm. The other thing would be just avoid buying that bigger, lavish house, mm-hmm. right? Uh, because again, we know that as home prices have skyrocketed over the, the past year or so, then you know, that that heis- house might not be worth what you're paying for it at this moment.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's time for our two cents. So I'm going to go first. Equity is just another word for ownership and ownership has value which is why becoming a home homeowner is a big step in generating wealth. So we are excited for those of you who are out there and you're getting to experience this big jump in what your house is worth. We just don't want you to be lulled by that into making a decision in the moment that wouldn't be for your best long term.
0: Yeah. So are you planning on buying or selling? Well, either way, we hope we've given you some good tips for you to consider as you make this decision. And we'd like to thank you for joining us today on Talking Sense if you enjoyed the show. Check out the rest of our YouTube channel lineup and give us a like if you want to keep hearing more. See you next time.
1: Thanks for listening to the Talking Sense podcast. And if you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The
0: Gen Wealth team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 866 866- 653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526.
1: And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors, and that means disclosures. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success.
0: General Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC.